0: This is Lynn Singer coming to you live from Lotus Studios in New York City with another weekly podcast based on my new book, Breaking Into Brilliance. In tonight's podcast, we are investigating living a multidimensional life. My guest tonight is Alan Steinfeld, creator and founder of New Realities. Welcome, Alan. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Lynn. Always nice to be here. So how do you define multidimensional. And when, when did this word get into our vocabulary?
1: Well, it's actually a new word. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who have no idea what we're talking about when we say that word. But there's an aspect of consciousness. And of course, consciousness has to be defined. And I think that is the ability to be aware. So we're all conscious, we're all part of a of a mechanism of a of a being that we call consciousness it's um, i equate it to let's say there's a computer you have the hardware the body you have the software the personality but if you have a hardware and software I, 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 there's what makes this like um, computer work well it's not the hardware or software it's the operator the operator is consciousness so this consciousness that operates the software of the personality the hardware of the body actually is not in the body it's not local
0: it's a non-local essence does that make sense yes it does make sense but let's break it down a little bit more okay. so we have consciousness yes and we have we have to really define that even deeper i think okay. what let's just start with that what Do you sense, what do you know consciousness means? Go a little bit further with that. Well,
1: okay. We're also building towards this definition of multidimensionality. Definitely. But we have to define, yes, consciousness. And that is also a new word. That word has been thrown around. And you know what's interesting with words and culture and vocabulary a new word entering the lexicon will um, go through many types of variations of def- definition before yes. it's actually yes. placed. So consciousness has replaced the word God, has replaced the word awareness, perception. So it's finding itself, that mm-hmm, word. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what I say it is, it's the thing, in a sense, that's the same in all of us. It's that place of observation, that... It's, you can call it non-locality, the non-local awareness that is not um, restricted to a physical object. Uh, let's use another analogy.
0: But one second, okay. but one second, because sure. consciousness to many people, they're, they're not even aware that they're conscious, right? So we are talking about people who are holding that as a as something that's important in their life mm-hmm. but what ma- but let me just interrupt they're not
1: aware that they're conscious but what makes humans different than other animals is it's that consciousness and also the awareness that we're aware right. the self reflective right. ability right so that let's just call this self reflection consciousness okay.
0: i think that's good i like that okay that but, makes it easier
1: right but that's not a localized thing they've done with people with near death experiences out of body experiences yep. Yep. they've realized that that awareness is not actually located in the body. It's, right. It's not actually a phenomena of, of the, the brain. Exactly. Right. Of exactly. Right, right, right. So if that is true, and I'm not saying it is absolutely true, it's a possibility. If if consciousness is not a phenomena of the brain, then it's... Then it, where is it? Right? Exactly. What is it? It's
0: right. non-local. It's multi-dimensional. Right. It's not right. just... there we go. Now we're in there. Exactly. So living a multi-dimensional life. What does that mean? How would that change us? Who would we become if we held this fully, you know, with us with us, daily, moment to moment, being conscious and being conscious that we are multi-dimensional? Well, that is the ultimate question. How
1: would it change us? How would it change the society? Mm-hmm. How would it change mm-hmm. how we interact with mm-hmm. each other? Mm-hmm. Well, if we realize by the definition we just kind of elucidated, it, if we're not local, meaning that we're not these material beings mm-hmm. in these bodies, but that's a way of receiving consciousness, like the radio receives the the signal from from somewhere, you know, but it's not... you. Those musicians are not in the radio, right? right. You don't open up the radio and find a band in there. So
0: there are the people here. Right. Are the people receiving us right. in the studio. Exactly. Right. So we're not in that little box or in
1: that little computer, but, you know, um, someone in a rational way of thinking might think, well, it must be in there. But anyway, if we go to the next level and realize that it's not local to the device, and we realize we're not the radio, if the radio breaks, the radio falls apart, doesn't mean the signal has stopped, right? Mm-hmm. So we are the signal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we get another receiver. And so, yes, Alan, yes. How,
0: so let's talk about how we create, and this is part of it, because mm-hmm. I think that learning to keep this kind of consciousness with us mm-hmm. is a very big deal given how the world has been forever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to demand a very deep level of creativity from us. Well, exactly. But let me just finish that last
1: question because I just want to like mm. wrap that up. The mm-hmm. fact that how it would change us, it means we stop identifying with the materiality, yes. the superficiality of the body, We want to honor the body, want to take care of the body, just like you want to take care of your radio. You don't want to throw it around and pour, like, alcohol all over it. You want it to function optimally so you can get the best signal. And that leads into your next question about creativity. If we have a really clear signal, if we don't have the static, the static is the, the, the thing that interrupts the signal, then we're directly connected to the source, and the source is the creative potential Mm -hmm. of whatever Mm -hmm. that is, the unknown. Mm -hmm. And when we tap in, when we get a clear signal and clear the old programs, Mm -hmm. we have a fresh access to the unknown. And that's where all creative brilliance, the breaking into brilliance, doesn't Mm -hmm. come from the known. It comes from the unknown. Exactly.
0: So let's just take this another step. Say that we now are beginning to think this way, we're beginning to know this, not even think, we're beginning to really accept we're in this. How, yes, yes, the world would not be in the materialism it's in, but what have you envisioned in terms of the world? It would go into peace, definitely. What does that mean? What would it look like? What would how would the technology be supporting this? What would happen? Who would we be?
1: Well, we're getting there actually. I just saw somebody who proposed like um income for everyone, whether you're working or not working, mm, you fabulous. you would get money from the government and they said, what about those surfers who just want to hang out? You know, if we put money into people as opposed to bombs and war, Mm -hmm. if everyone had a stable income, this would increase the creative drive because you know what, we are here to be brilliant. We're here to be creators each one of us has an amazing potential yeah. and computers are helping. I just was at the Apple store the other day and this old retired guy says, I want to get into musical creation and I want these programs so I can create my own music on my laptop. And mm-hmm. he was so excited about mm-hmm. that. And <laughs> probably he was giving himself something that he probably always wanted for right. 50, 60, 70 and what years. What it could
0: be if he had had this from the moment
1: of birth, you know. Right. Like but Extraordinary. What could it be if we're all really um, mining our our creative potential? If we're
0: From very young, if we've been taught to do this.
1: Yes, and we weren't worried about survival or making, ha- money, right. making money or having to put food on the table. What if everything was taken care of? You so what would it look like? I'll tell you what it would look like. <laughs> this would be the flowering of humanity. This would be the awakening of the great potential of human Mm -hmm. creativity that would be beyond anything the Renaissance has ever seen Mm -hmm. or ever Mm -hmm. saw. We'd be able, and the idea behind creativity is to feel. I mean, people create to communicate feelings to other people. So we hit another level of what it is to be human, which is to feel. How do we feel? feel. That's the whole idea behind Mm multidimensionality. We're tapping into areas of feeling that most people don't have access to or don't want to have access or don't even know we can. So with this increased creativity, with this increased awareness of our consciousness, we start to feel the depth of the human spirit in ways that haven't existed before.
0: Okay. How do we work with people who are very resistant to these ideas, what are the ideas? They're resistant creativity? They're resistant to consciousness. Mm-hmm. They're resistant to there are other levels of reality and it's very frightening. I know many people that this is very frightening too. And they're very smart and very creative people. Well, they're, they're they, living in a box, right? Of course. So how do we move? Do we is that part of what we need mm-hmm. to be doing right now? Is moving these people to opening their minds to other realms, other ideas? Or is it just this 180,000 people who are doing it, that are going to make the difference?
1: No, no, creativity is infectious, and it's it's ongoing. And you know how they did in the 60s, and I'm not recommending this, but you know, (laughs) LSD was like the drop that finally just tore people's minds open. And and I think we, we're already beyond that place. We don't have to do that. We're in this creative upsurge. And so people doing non-traditional work, it's filtering into all levels. So there are people, yes, resistant. They want to work nine to five. But when you're at home and you're working from home, like much more, you know, there's a whole percentage of people that don't even have offices. There's another level of expansion. So We're in the midst of a huge change. And those people can hold on to their horse and buggy because they don't want to get into an automobile because they're they're scary. Or the tide is moving. So all of this is changing. The whole structure of the economic, social, Mm -hmm. political, it's all changing in ways that could not be seen before even
0: 10 years ago. So this is... the, the people that are being resistant are being taken along even if they don't know it
1: right and you know what Either they wake up or they don't, but there's excitement. You have to, you know, what was it Buckminster Fuller say? You don't change the system by fixing the old. You change it by presenting something new Mm -hmm. and getting everybody excited about it. That's what the Internet has done. Can you imagine living without an Internet? (laughs) I mean, you can't. Nobody can. And there were people resistant to that maybe 20 years ago. So where? We can't see the growth spurt that we are in right now, but I'm telling you, it is the most exciting time for human civilization.
0: I completely agree with that. Thank you so much, Alan. To everyone who is listening, I hope you've enjoyed this marvelous discussion with Alan Steinfeld. This is Lynn Singer, and this has been another Breaking into Brilliance podcast. Until we meet again next week, Light, peace, and beauty be with you.